Hey everybody, Billy Ward here. Welcome to Shift, an online educational program designed and created to help serve you live more abundantly. During this tier of Shift, I've cultivated seven interviews with master teachers. And today, for today's episode, all you have is me. Um, and I'm going to run myself uh, through the interview that I did with those other teachers. So if I could just start off with um, describing to you a, a little bit about what this moment in time ha has been like for me. I remember back in January when the pandemic hit and we were all called to isolate. And uh, I happened to be down at the beach uh, with my boys. Uh, and in some way, shape or form, we were in a, in a little bit of a bubble um, being down there um, and I had given myself mentally like two weeks uh, before I was going to begin to emotionally respond to this, thinking that I, I had given myself enough time that that it would probably be over by then. And I remember when I, I woke up on that 15th day and I felt like an elephant on my chest, like, oh, um, we're, we're actually kind of really in this and we're, we're not returning to what we all experience as being normal for, for some time. Um, and as we all know, um, those two weeks turned into to a month and two months and three months. And in some way, shape or form that it was a little bit of a, of a roller coaster for me. And what I needed to do after those two weeks, knowing myself was I began to create uh, a little bit of a structure for myself. And I decided that I was going to focus a lot on my own self-care and my own personal development. And so on a daily basis, I committed to praying, to practicing yoga, and to meditating. And what I found was that the more I committed uh, to these three practices, the easier um, things got for me. I was still dealing with some internal anxiety and even sadness uh, throughout the whole isolation. Uh, but these, these practices through yoga, through meditation, um, gave me a, a mindset and an opportunity to shift um, internally my perspective uh, at this moment in time. Early on, throughout this process, uh, I was called upon to, to give a talk uh, to a school. And in all honesty and transparency, I, I didn't feel like I was in that good of a place to, to give a talk. And I had explained that to, to the people that were trying to hire me. And they said, we'd like to have you anyway. And for that reason. Um, and so I went into it really vulnerably. And what I found was, as I prayed on the talk and I thought about what I wanted to convey, ideas started to kind of move through me uh, spiritually. And I came to the hero's journey. And the hero's journey is really present in all of our lives. Uh, in every good movie we watch, uh, every good book, um, a lot of different songs have the hero's journey in it. And ultimately, uh, we all are, are on a hero's journey. And uh, so I began to look at this moment in time through the lens of a hero's journey. And I'd like to kind of take you through that. Um, so at the top of the hero's journey is this call to crisis or, or to, to adventure. And uh, certainly I think we can all empathize uh, with the pandemic and the coronavirus uh, crisis. 
and, and so at the top of the circle of the hero's journey is this outside environmental factor that we're faced with. And we move from around the circle from the known world into the unknown world where we begin to experience um, a lot of uh, challenges. Like for myself, uh, the anxiety uh, and the sadness and, and the disconnection. And, it, and it's in this period where we begin to hopefully create potential transformation. And what I mean here is in this, in this period of, of this unknown space where a lot of us find ourselves uh, during this pandemic, we have the opportunity to really take an honest look at, at where we are, um, at what we are, and, and really begin to, in some way, shape, or form, face ourselves and consider the, the lives we're, we're living. And for me, there, there's a lot going on in that in that, that bottom half of that circle in terms of the, the challenges and the trials and the tribulations and, and the deaths and, and the rebirths. And I think I would like to share with you um, what's really at the core of um, my potential shift because I, I think considering the human experience, uh, I think it's a, a common universal theme. And so what I've been looking at in, in my own life is really the, the relationship I have with myself. And the more I look at my own relationship with myself and uh, how I've historically have been and, and related to myself, I can tell you right, right off the bat that I'm pretty hard on myself. Um, I, uh, I beat myself up a lot. And uh, as a result, I struggle with self-esteem issues. And that might come off as being, um, I don't know, I've shared that with a few friends and they're like, really? Um, and now I don't mean that I'm, I'm in the corner like sucking my thumb and, and crying and feeling sorry for myself. Uh, what I mean that is, I, I, I think we all have two, two frames of thought. You know, thoughts that come from love um, and, and thought that that's come, comes from fear and thoughts that are, are healthy thoughts and thoughts that, that are neurotic thoughts. Um, when I'm thinking on a healthy mindset, uh, certainly um, I feel good enough and uh, feel worthy of love and belonging. But on that, on that neurotic path um, is this idea that, that I'm not good enough and, and that's at its core. And I think about that idea and I wouldn't want anyone even my worst enemy to have to kind of walk around with that, that idea at the core. And I think about my role as a, as a parent um, with my sons, and I think about what I want to, to plant within them, those seeds um, that I would hopefully love to see come to fruition. And the first and foremost idea is this, this premise that you are loved. And, and really, I, I try to convey them that they are loved for, for no reason at all. They're just loved. And yet, for some reason, if I bring that idea back to me, I don't include myself in, in that. And uh, that, for me, has been a really dramatic shift um, in my own perspective and awareness uh, in, in terms of the relationship that I have with myself. 
um, this idea that even when uh, friends or, or colleagues are affirming or positive or, or building me up, um, I might take a compliment and, and I hear it um, or an affirmation and I feel it, but then I kind of let it pass right on by through me and then I forget about it. Um, and I think in my own path and in the path of, of my sons, I want to hold on to those experiences a little bit more. Um, I want to be more receptive to the love coming my way. And I want to, in some way, shape, or form, hold on to it as almost like a receptacle of, of love. I was reading a, a quote this morning. Um, I believe the, the woman's name is, is Doyle. And she said, you know, we all have a cup. And, uh, you know, that cup is going to inevitably be bumped. And if you bump a, a, a cup of coffee, what spills out? Coffee. If you, if you bump a, you know, a cup of tea, what, what spills out? Tea. And if you, if you bump ultimately a, a cup of love, what, what spills out? Love. And I think for me in this, this second half of life journey, that's ultimately my, my personal challenge it is really coming from a place of love, but a real genuine place that says, you know what? I am worthy of love and belonging. I am, uh, I am worthy. And, and so are you in the same sentence. And so during this period of time, as, as I've explored this, this, this unknown world and gone through the, these trials and tribulations, my hope for me um, is that when I re-enter this, this normal world or whatever it is we're, we're walking back into, that I'm able to take this experience and I'm able to take th this moment in time and say, you know what, this, this space really allowed me the opportunity to take a real honest look um, at, at myself and the relationship I have with myself, but to go deep enough to the core um, that I'm at the base of, of really my own neuroses, um, which is this idea that I'm just flat out not good enough. And that simply isn't true. It's not true for me, and it's certainly not true, true for any of you. Um, we are all worthy of love and belonging just as we are right? Uh, and perfectly perfect. And yet it's been a lot easier for me to share that with all of you, um, even as a teacher in my school. And then when it kind of comes to myself, it's like, yeah, 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 yeah. But this moment in time has really forced me uh, to look at that. And uh, I certainly never wanted to. Um, my interest in being a teacher really comes from being a student. And, and so I'm here to walk the walk, and, and one of my intentions on, on a daily basis is, is to grow um, and, and to love with like reckless abandon. Um, I want to be in a place where when my cup is bumped, love spills out. And I think this space and this quarantine and this isolation, despite its, its ups and downs, has really given me the opportunity to look deeply at myself and, and look at the thought that is at, at the bedrock of some of my neurotic behavior. 
And so I, I think the next question is really, so wh what do you do with that? Um, here's, here's what I've, I've begun to do. I continue to maintain that, that structure, the yoga, the meditation, and the prayer. Um, I've also gone back to a few books that have made a tremendous impact on me, um, most notably uh, The Four Agreements. So I find myself reading and rereading and taking notes. I'm also talking a lot. Um, and what I mean by that is I'm reaching out uh, to friends, to colleagues, to mentors. And I find the more honest I am um, with my friends and colleagues and, and mentors, the more easily they're, they're able to, to meet me. And, and more often than not, I'm finding out that, that I'm not alone. Um, I was walking in the woods just the other day um, with a very masculine uh, friend of mine. Um, you know, football guy, business guy, uh, kind of appears to have all this shit together. Um, and then we started talking about our, our collective self-esteem issues. And uh, I found myself looking at him and being like, really, really, dude? For the last 20 years, you've been nothing but cool. Um, and we both laughed out loud. Um, because in that, in that place of vulnerability, uh, both he and I uh, found a, a real place of connection. And I think also what happened is that, that freedom, that freedom we experienced to be and express who we are. Um, and that's a, that's a really big word for me, uh, freedom. And I think before this pandemic and before this isolation, I would hide that, that part of me, um, that part of me that doesn't like me or that part of me that doesn't think I'm good enough um, because I didn't want people to think I was weak. And what I'm finding is the, the more I share that, that weak part, the more I open that door, the more people are meeting me there. Um, and that, that human connection that, that I'm experiencing with my friends, my mentors, my colleagues, my therapist, that's what's giving me a sense of, of being alive um, and recognizing that we're all in this together, uh, this collective human experience. And I think that's also what makes this, this moment in time really unique. Um, everyone's going to, uh, everyone is isolated at home right now. Everyone um, is experiencing challenges uh, with this pandemic. Uh, fears, anxieties, sadness, uh, depression, substance abuse. Um, there's a whole slew uh, of challenges out there. And the unique thing about it is, is we're all in this together. And in the same way, we're all going to emerge together. And, and I think for me, my hope and my faith is that we grow and evolve as a human species. A couple weeks ago was Mother's Day, and I found myself uh, on my brother's front yard. We were social distancing uh, with my mother and, and our kids. And it was a little awkward at first, uh, not, not hugging or, or um, handshaking or you know, physically touching and saying hello. Um, and yet, the day was filled with so much love, like the gratitude um, that we all had for, for being together um, and seeing one another um, and being able to connect in, in person was, was palpable. Uh, you, could, you could feel it. And, and I think that 
that that little experience was was emblematic of what potentially will happen for all of us, regardless of whether or not we're with family or, or friends or, or even strangers. And I've seen a little bit of that um, as we get a little bit out there um, in, in these chance um, occurrences where I, I bump into friends and, 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 and we stop and we pause and, and we talk and we connect. And, and I think also my hope is that this, this pause that this collective pause and time, I think it's something that the world needed. Um, and if you even just look at nature and uh, some of what's happening out there uh, in terms of the health of, of, of our earth, um, Mother Earth really could use a break. And uh, so, so could all of us. I think this, um, this slowing down um, is so, so important. Eckhart Tolle um, has a book out there. It's titled Stillness Speaks. And I think... You know, prayer is when we talk to God, um, but silence and, and stillness is really when we get a chance to to hear from God. And I think that that voice uh, really comes through our intuition. But I think we have to slow down enough uh, to be able to hear that voice and to create a space um, where we can ask the appropriate questions like, um, who am I? What am I doing? What What makes me happy? Am I living in a way that I'm experiencing consequences that are in alignment with the truth of who I am? And if not, how do I, how do I create an equation that leads up to, to that happiness? How do I create and cultivate um, an experience that's in alignment with, with who I am? And so I think it's important as, as we come out of this pause to, to recognize that Moving forward, I think it's important that, that we're able to continue to create those moments of pause and silence for ourselves because I think it's in those moments that we're really able to um, learn, we're really able to connect uh, with truth, uh, but ultimately we're, we're able to like create a space where we can be really intentional about the way we live. And... My hope is as we come out of this, that each and every one of us has the freedom, the freedom to really express who we are um, and be who we are in a way that says, we're all in this together. Um, you know, we're not only in this, in this quarantine and, and this challenging time facing uh, the coronavirus, but we're all in this together this life, uh, this trip, this journey, whatever you may want to call it. And if this life is really about connection with, with self, others, and God, then maybe we should start really paying attention to, to that connection and how we cultivate those connections. And I think, as I've been saying, I, I think those connections happen or spring up um, when we're able to courageously be ourselves and be vulnerable and be honest and say to people, hey, this might be a part of me that I've been hiding, um, but I'm no longer going to hide because it's really, uh, ultimately, it's a part of the, the human experience. Um, and so this shift for me personally has really been from an internal shift 
where I, I'm looking at the core of some of my neurotic thinking and at the core is this idea that, that I'm not good enough and I want to be a spiritual warrior um, with that idea. Anytime that idea comes into place, I want to challenge that idea. I want to try and replace that idea with this idea that I am worthy of love and belonging. And then I want to put that idea into action by taking risks and, and courageously uh, expressing who I am. And so we all have this opportunity, uh, not just during uh, this moment in time, but at any moment in time, to really take an honest look at ourselves, um, at our relationships, and how we're living. And if there is some unhappiness or discontent or you're out of alignment, you have the freedom, uh, just in the same way that I do, uh, to take a look at how you can cultivate a shift so that you begin to change the way you look at things. Um, and those things don't change, but, but what changes is, is, is you. Um, that, that little slight change that allows you to look at this world and this life with a little bit more love. And ultimately, uh, that's really what it's all about. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for being here. Welcome to SHIFT.